In this episode, I'll be talking about the huge leap of faith I took back in 2018 when I leapt out of my registered nursing career to save my own health. It basically catapulted me into a more heart-based, intuitively guided way of living. And today I'm going to share about the moments leading up to that leap, how it felt as I was taking it, and also the huge impact that it's had on my life ever since. Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Heal Into Balance with Jamie Cohen. My name is Jamie Cohen. I'm a holistic consultant based in Visalia, California, and I specialize in the Aboriginal Dreamtime Healing using holographic kinetics. It's a powerful healing modality unlike anything else, and I'm able to communicate with a person's spirit so that they can find the root cause of their issues, whether they were created in this life, past lives, or passed down the genetic lines, and make changes in order to make their lives better. So the idea for this leap of faith really was born during a workshop that I went to with Jake Ducey in November of 2017. He's a YouTuber and author, and he proposed the question to us of, what would make this next year your best year ever? And I'll ask you that as well, listener. (laughs) We're at the beginning now of 2023. What would make this your best year ever? I want you to start thinking about that as you listen to this podcast today and really think about, you know, what are you passionate about and what are you wanting to move towards? So he had us write a chief aim at that time. As I see it now, writing out my chief aim and getting really specific about what I wanted more of in my life and how I wanted to feel was me asking my spirit and the universe for what I wanted. I've learned that that's a powerful way to get what we want without having to worry about the how. I essentially said what I wanted as if it was in present tense. I felt the emotions of how that would feel if I got it, and I let it go, not knowing exactly the specifics of how I would help people heal or how I would get the more joy and love and peace in my life or how it would happen that my son and I would have a more connected and harmonious relationship. I just put it on there and let it go. My spirit and the universe lined up the rest. At the time of this workshop, I was working as a registered nurse full-time in a local hospital and I was really stressed out by it. We were often understaffed, we were way overworked, and my health issues that I had basically moved past were starting to come back. So I knew that I needed to make a big change. I just wasn't sure how to do it or what to do. So this workshop was just completely placed in divine timing as I see everything in our lives. And it really just started pushing me to think about what I actually wanted in my life versus just going along with what I thought I needed to do or I should do. It it branched out my thinking so that I could start going towards my passions. And I knew that I still wanted to help people heal. I just had come to the understanding that big pharma was not the answer. I was so tired of passing out band-aids in the form of pills and just seeing people generally not get better. That being said, I also had this love for Australia. I've pretty much been obsessed with Australia my whole life. And at least since the age of 18, I remember wanting to go there. I always thought that I would go to the Great Barrier Reef because I've also had a thing for the ocean and marine life. But as it turned out, I started seeing pictures of Western Australia. And I had started kind of in in like my free time looking at 
tours in Western Australia that would allow me to see as much as possible in a short period of time and hike and camp along the way. So all of this is kind of going on in the background as I'm just stewing on that question of what would make this my best year ever. My sister and I had had a plan to meet in Hawaii during July of 2018 with our families, and I was going to get to meet my new baby niece, and also we're going to get to go and see Hawaii for ourselves because my sister had been going there for years and sending me and my son postcards. In early 2018, after writing down my chief aim every day since November and really ruminating on it and what I wanted to create in my life, I got an amazing idea. I thought to myself, what if this year I could quit this job that's making me sick, I could start my own healing business, I could go to Australia, which I've been wanting to do my whole life, and I could go to Hawaii. I'm like, that would be my best year ever. The next morning, I woke up and all these negative thoughts hit me. Basically, my mind turned on and started telling me why it was such a bad idea. It was telling me things like, you're a single mom. You're the primary provider in your family. If you're not working, how are you going to provide for you and your son? And at that time, I hadn't had any clients build up for my healing business that I was proposing. And so my mind just had a field day with all of the worst case scenarios. And I felt so deflated. At that time, I kind of just put this idea on the back burner. I was still taking inspired action towards it. I was like emailing tour companies in Australia, looking into which ones offered the most camping and hiking. I was looking into plane ticket prices. I requested my days off in July for my Hawaii trip, and I was setting up my business. So I was doing all the things that I would need to have in place, but I wasn't like concretely booking anything. And at this point, I didn't even have the means to book anything. I had no way of knowing that this would line up or how it was going to line up still. I had no savings, nothing. Like there was just, that was it. That's all I had was the one step, the inspired, exciting idea that lit me up. And so what ended up happening is that I I did my taxes and I got back more money than I was anticipating, which was like, amazing. I was so excited again. And I felt that energy of when I first came up with this idea just reignited in me. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, this could actually happen. Around that same time, I heard back from my boss about my vacation days in July. And she had said that she didn't think I would have enough PTO days in order to take that time off. When she told me that, I knew in an instant that I was quitting my job because I was determined to go to Hawaii to see my family. We had been planning that trip for a long time, and it was literally a matter of like a few hours of PTO that I didn't have. So it was really ridiculous anyway. And I was just tired of having that hospital dictate my family life. So I thought to myself then, well, if I'm going to quit this job to go to Hawaii in July, why don't I go ahead and just quit it and go to Australia in June? So why not quit a month earlier? It's pretty much the same thing. What's a month? And that's what I started to put into motion. I literally started taking those concrete steps at that point and set up, you know, my son for while I was gone. I 
bought plane tickets for Hawaii. I bought a plane ticket for Australia. I booked my tour in Australia, which was a tour from Perth to Broome. And I just gave my job my six weeks notice to finish out the schedule. And everything started just syncing up and lining up so kind of effortlessly. Now, I was mentioning how I would say how I was feeling during this time, and I got to say it was pretty scary aside from the excitement I was feeling. I really allowed that excitement to fuel me in in that whole process, but I can't lie and say that it was just an easy thing. It wasn't at all. It was scary. I didn't have some other savings plan. I didn't have some backup plan. I literally just knew I was meant to take this first step. And so I was just doing it. The interesting thing to note is that, (laughs) you know, here I am, I gave my work notice, a whole schedule's worth, and then we started training in a new charting system in the hospital for that last bit of time that I was there. And I tried to look at it so positively, and I was like, hey, it's just a learning exercise. It'll be good for my brain. Like, I've learned other charting systems. I can learn this one too. How hard could it possibly be? All these things, right? It ended up being absolutely awful. (laughs) It was horrible. Everyone was struggling with it. It took us way more time to get our work done because we were at the computer for so much longer. And (laughs) I was having things happen too where it was like I'd be charting and I'd have something that would go wrong and I'd contact the people who were on site to help us with it and they'd say things like, oh, I've never had someone have this problem before or I've never seen this happen before. I'm going to have to contact my supervisor about this and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I also had things happen where it was like, I had a baby in the NICU, I remember, that wasn't wanting to eat for me and I had a coworker say, oh, That baby always eats great for me. I never have any issues. It was as if I was getting pushed out of that place in a big way. I can't even tell you. There were so many days where I had things just seemingly go wrong. And I remember telling, like, actually saying to the universe, like, can you just, like, let me have some good days right now? Like, I already gave my notice. You know that I'm quitting. I'm doing all the things that I felt inspired to do. Can I just have some good days here? And now I see it really as it was setting me up so that I wouldn't go back to that job. When I got back, times got tight and I might have fallen back into my old life and I wasn't meant to do that. In fact, as this was all unfolding and I told people at work that I was quitting, at first everyone thought that I was just taking another nursing job somewhere else and I had to tell them, no, I'm not, I'm jumping out of this field. I'm starting my own business. I'm I'm not going to be a nurse anymore. And, you know, I had so many people say things like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I had the money to do that. Or yeah, I need money, so I can't do that. Or man, it must be nice and all of these things. And I'm just thinking like, dude, I'm just doing this because I got this inspired idea. Like I'm supposed to do this. I'm not like, you know, going to worry about all of that. Plus, what the missing link was that most of them weren't aware of is the fact that I had already lost my health and almost died once. So I wasn't willing to keep staying at a job that was costing me my health. I could feel it getting worse all the time. And I knew that you can't just buy your health back. 
you can't just like wave a wand and have it come back once you lose it. So I knew I needed out of that place. And that's part of this leap really is like when you've been down that road already, you're not willing to do things that risk your health anymore. It's just not worth it. Our health is our greatest asset. If you haven't learned that yourself yet, stay tuned for future podcast episodes because I'll share more of that journey that I had that really woke me up to appreciating my health and really valuing it. I had so many nurses say things to me too along the lines of, well, at least you're a nurse, so if that doesn't work out, you can always go and get another nursing job. After hearing that one too many times, I was just like, I'm not planning for backup. I'm not living that way. Essentially, if you think of it, if you have a backup plan to something that you're doing, you're essentially planning for failure. Before you even start, you're saying to yourself and to your spirit that it's not gonna work out. So I remember my son was in the living room and I just like went into my closet. I grabbed all of my scrubs. I grabbed my nursing shoes and I marched out to the dumpster and chucked it all in the dumpster. And I was like, I'm not having a backup plan. We've been programmed to live as though we'll always have more time to do the things that we want to do, to spend the time with our loved ones. And the fact of the matter is we are not guaranteed anything but right now in this moment. We never know what's going to happen next. That's the thing with life. And as much as we want to try and plan to increase our sense of security, that's really all it is, is a sense of security. And it's a false sense because you never know what's coming down the line. And if you keep putting off your life until later and you keep putting off the things that you love until later, what ends up happening to a lot of people is that they they have regrets at the end of their life. When they're on their deathbed in the hospital, they're talking about how many things they wish they would have done. You know, when they go and they keep working a job they hate for 30 plus years just because they have their eye on retirement and then they get a cancer diagnosis or something or they end up getting laid off from that job. Things that aren't predictable in life. And so I really urge you to start realizing that this moment is all we have. So it's like, do you want to keep putting off your dreams You know, is the job that's making you sick more important than your health? Is the job that's making you sick more important than a lifelong dream that you've had or passions that you have? That's something to really think about because I personally don't want to get to the end of my life wishing that I had done more, wishing that I had spent more time with my loved ones and my family, you know, and so that's why partly I'm choosing to live my life this way. And I've learned to live that way because of the things I've been through. And so by listening to this podcast and future episodes, I hope to sort of impart some of that knowledge that I've gained by my experiences to share with you so that you stop putting life off, so that you start following your heart more. So I went to Australia and it was just incredible. I saw some of the most beautiful scenery over in Western Australia that I've ever seen in my entire life, including incredible red rock gorges and swimming holes in Karangini National Park, which is like my new favorite. I got to camp the whole time. We were under the stars every night. We hiked almost every day and we just covered the whole coast from Perth to Broome. What's very interesting about this trip, because you know, you might be wondering at this point too, like what's the deal with Australia? 
I had been wondering that as well before I went. We stop in Broome. That's our last place that we went. And we got there before sunset. We went to the beach to hang out for a while. And then we all met up for dinner. And that was kind of the last hurrah for the group. And I actually had a flight booked early the next morning. I was going back to Perth. And then I was flying over to Sydney for a few nights before coming back to the United States. So I enjoyed my time in Broome. I don't feel like I got to see very much. I didn't even get to see the Red Rock next to the Turquoise Ocean in that town. I got to see it in other places, but I didn't even get to see that much there. I go to the airport the next morning, and I ended up finding this amazing book about the traditional Nungari healers of Central Australia. And if you don't know anything about Aboriginal culture, usually they just pass their stories down verbally through their family lines. They don't often share their knowledge in books. And so this is one of the rare books where they actually share about how they had the healing knowledge passed down to them and what they do and a little bit about how they do it and how they help people with it. As soon as I got it, I just, I love that book and I began reading it right away. So I get on the plane and I'm going from Broome to Perth and I'm looking down out the window at the Red Rock next to the turquoise ocean and I just started sobbing like ugly crying sobbing and it wasn't making sense to my mind at all because I had barely spent any time in this town and then I realized the feeling that was coming up was that I was leaving home that's how it felt is that I was leaving home and in that moment I realized I've had a past life there it didn't happen On my flight from Perth to Sydney, it didn't happen on my flight from Sydney back to the United States. It only happened as I was leaving Broome. And so that was a really interesting thing, a really cool awareness to get from the experience. And I came back from that trip. I actually only had about 11 days between getting back from that trip and going to Hawaii. And so I was just reading the book that I had bought and... Then went to Hawaii, which was amazing. I got to meet my niece and got back from all of that. And I really started doing a lot more research and a lot more reading about Aboriginal healing. I read several more books. I also started just looking stuff up online. I even looked up, you know, the Aboriginal people that had lived in Broome and their culture, their way of life, their language, because I was so fascinated by that connection I felt to that place being sure that I've lived there before and feeling so connected to the land. Aboriginal art really fascinates me in Aboriginal culture. I used to sit in the library in my last college and watch videos about the Aboriginal people and their culture and their way of life. And I've always like had an interest in the way they lived. I get back and I'm, I'm doing all this research and I'm reading and Come October 2018, I end up landing on the website holographickinetics.com for Dreamtime Healing using Holographic Kinetics. So it's the founder's website. And in an instant, and I can't even tell you what I read that tipped me off to this, but in an instant, I knew I was meant to become a practitioner. I felt it to my core. And I even texted the link over to a friend of mine and just said, check this out. Like I'm supposed to do this. And so from there, 
literally, I started looking into it. They have training courses all over the world. And I started looking into ones that they had and, you know, not having a whole lot of resources to use. I ended up delaying it until May of 2019. And with a friend's help, I was able to go and do that. I can't even tell you how life-changing going to that training was with what I learned, but also just from the healing that came from that week alone was just absolutely transformative. I've continued to use holographic kinetics as my go-to healing modality for anything that I have that comes up, including triggers, other a lot of other issues, things that I had been carrying with me in this life for a long time. And I've gotten to heal those at the root cause, which has completely transformed how I move through the world, how I feel. I have so much peace now. And as all of the things have been going on over the last several years in the world, I was able to kind of move in a way that was above that fear um, that was being sent out to everyone. And so I'm greatly appreciative for that awareness that allowed me to do that. Really, I see it as all lining up so divinely. And I was so supported in this leap of faith and just how everything came together for it to get me to all the places at the right time. I now know that looking back, had I postponed it for the following year, which I had thought about, fell into, and then would always get this heavy sadness in my body when I thought of putting it off. Well, now I know that had I done that, it would have placed me doing this leap in 2019, which would have led me to do the holographic kinetics training in 2020, when we know now that the world closed. So Had I waited, I would have missed the opportunity to learn holographic kinetics when I did. And I've been able to help so many people in my community since then. As I was taking the leap, though, I could only see one step. I only knew to my core that I was meant to do this because of the history, because of having that long-time desire to go to Australia and how it made me feel and how it lit me up, the entire idea of all of this even how I was guided to it and how that workshop sprung up and I had gotten a discounted price for it and all of these things that lined up for me to even get to that workshop to birth this idea. It was all just so. So I just want to say that if you're in a place right now where you're trying to figure out your next steps or I've gotten you thinking about, man, what would make this my best year ever? I want you to really feel into it with your heart. Now, a lot of people have closed hearts, and I did too before my repeat holographic kinetics training in June of 2021. That's when my heart opened. And before that, I really had no idea what the difference was, but it's allowed me to really feel into things more and to know the difference between what my heart is telling me to do and what my mind is saying. And to me, that distinction is so important as we start 2023, because this reality is shifting at a great speed. The energy of the earth has changed. The energy of everything is changing. We're changing at a rapid rate. There are all these truths coming to light. And so it's going to be really critical that you open your heart, you learn to live with that open heart, because it's going to help guide you in the direction of your passions, of what you want to do of the person that you came here to be. 
And we can lose sight of that as we're working and we're doing everything that we think we should do or that we have to do. And when you let go of that and you start surrendering more and you start tapping into that innate knowledge that you carry as a spiritual being having this human experience, I'm telling you, you get so supported and guided along the way. It's just that taking that first step can be really scary, especially for our minds. Our minds try to make sense of everything based on the past. And when we start doing new things, our mind has nothing to go on and it can make us feel really nervous and anxious because it's like trying to make sense of things that it just has never experienced before. But that's where trusting your heart, trusting your own spirit to line everything up for you comes in handy. The more you start doing it, the easier it gets. And I'll say that I've taken leaps of faith since then. I've started to become very aware of my heart, what it's guiding me towards. I trust my intuition and I take steps accordingly. But the leaps almost like get bigger compared to where you are in your journey. So I've shed so many layers on this journey of limiting beliefs, things that were holding me back using holographic kinetics. And so it's pushed me into a frequency that I'm constantly getting pushed outside of my comfort zone. And that is never comfortable. No matter what you've done in the past, it's still never comfortable because what's it trying to do? It's trying to expand us. And as our consciousness is expanding, it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel easy. And, you know, you would rather almost do anything. That's why most people aren't doing the inner work is because it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And it's not that it can't be done. It's not that everyone can't do it. It's funny how as humans, we'd almost rather stay in a very uncomfortable, toxic situation that we know versus leaping out and doing something that's completely unknown. It's like, even if it's bad for us, if we know it, it feels safe. Yet we never know what's on the other side of that leap. For me, this leap of faith completely changed my life, both professionally and personally. It set me on the trajectory to find holographic kinetics and start this new career, doing something that I had never even heard of when I first took that step to set me on this path in a really roundabout and cool way. Also answered my call to find something that would help people heal at the root cause versus just throwing band-aids at their symptoms. Personally, it's helped me change relationships in my life. It's helped me heal things, physical things, emotional things. And I've really been able to remove a lot of limiting beliefs that I had been carrying through time. So that's boosted my confidence. That's taken away self-doubt. I'm really grateful for this leap and I'm, and I'm really glad that I just followed that first step and I followed that inner calling, my intuition to go and quit that job and go on those trips because it set me up in such a way that I could have never predicted when I first started out on this path. So I really encourage anyone that I meet to go to that place that you've been yearning to go to, regardless of why you think you're being guided to go there, just go. Whether it's been years, your lifetime, whether it's been a few months, somewhere that you're just kind of, you can't get out of your mind because you never know what you're going to find there and you never know what you're going to get guided to if you just take that first step.
If you find yourself wanting to learn more about the work I do with Dreamtime Healing using holographic kinetics, or you want to book a session with me, head over to my website at healintobalance.com. Please stay tuned. Every Monday, I'll be uploading new episodes of this podcast. So subscribe and share it with anyone that you think would resonate with this message. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening.